1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move ever closer to the turn of domestic football. Celtic host Motherwell at the weekend with Stuart Kettlewell saying he'd love to bring Kevin Van Veen back but admits it is unlikely. Rangers have longer to wait but will return with a bang of a fixture at Pitodre and Derek McInnes gives his thoughts on the new manager bounce ahead of facing Derek Adams and Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me, your usual cheery Thursday night duo of Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. It's a good fixture card ahead this weekend, Gordon, all ahead of a European week next week as well. We put everything in there. We've got managers under pressure, Stuart Kettlewell badly needing a result but going to probably the worst place to get it. We've got Craig Levine going back to his old club. We've got new managers in Ross County. So looking forward to a lot of good fixtures in there. Can't wait for domestic stuff to start back again. Yeah, I think we'll all agree with that. Uh, it's been very hectic with International Week. Not just uh, the big card this weekend. You're looking at Scottish Cup, where the shocks will come from, Gordon. Some cracking, cracking fixtures in there. The Fife Derby, Dunfermline against Wraith Rovers. And absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to it. And it's good to be back to domestic football. 01419511025 We said this last night But every night that we edge closer To the weekend It really does crank up a notch Maybe you're the type that isn't that bothered about International football Maybe you are happy that Scotland qualified But still would rather get back and focus on the domestic stuff Well tonight really is your night If you've been waiting patiently Why not pick up that phone 01419511025 how much are you looking forward to the return of the SPFL and the Scottish Cup? What are you looking forward to? What are you thinking about your team's match this weekend? Any game-specific stuff? Celtic, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Rangers. We mentioned Derek McInnes facing Derek Adams and various other fascinating fixtures. So anything particularly uh, on the weekend's action, get it in, same number. Uh, maybe you already want to look ahead to... Uh, January, we had a bit of that Brendan Rodgers was speaking yesterday Thinking about what business Celtic may or may not do If you want to continue that Same number uh, And anything else at all If you want to f- switch it on to something we've not considered 01419511025 Anything you two want to discuss? Anything you want to get off your chest? Because it's potentially a very quiet day in Scottish mm-hmm. football. It is. Let's be honest about this. <laughs> what have you yeah. been up to today? <laughs> I, I feel like I miss you guys now. You know, I was so used to seeing you on a Tuesday and, and Thursday now, only once a week. After an international break so as well. Been been week. Week. It's been a whole week. A whole week, yeah. It does. It aye. feels like a while. Uh, it certainly is. Where but I still you? listen to you. <clears throat> I've got what? one guy There's a guy on Instagram uh, Who was messaging me Saying like Why Like why have Clyde won Split up Gordon DL And Mark Wilson On a Tuesday It's mm. it his fault He's, he's ditched us They just weren't the paying enough So he's he's Thistle he obviously had to, go, had to go yeah. and get a real job <laughs> yeah. Had to go out and die Yeah I'd like to see that We slip at Thistle uh, Right where were you weekend You've always yeah, got how, how how We didn't see you On the Instagram At the weekend Partick Thistle's under 18s Are going to get more Airtime. Ah, aye, aye. So we, all we show. were, all Wait, we were, we had done deal last Friday shooting, night. Oh, I'm shooting. Yeah, I went and shooting. Thistle first. Thistle, Thistle first, yeah. We were away at Dundee and uh, yeah. you know, up it? against Premiership opposition. High scoring affair. Uh, no, it was probably the worst 90 minutes <laughs> of my life. Aye, zero, zero. Uh, 20 minutes in, I was saying uh, the people around about me, I'm bored. I'm mm. bored with this. 
But you get hold those on, hold on, hold on. He's in there to develop the players. And he's bored. 20 minutes in, the new Mark Beale is bored <laughs> after 20 minutes of going to Dundee. Uh, I blame myself, though. So we were much more entertaining in the second half. Unfortunately, I'd love to come tomorrow, but the Do you want to come tomorrow, actually? I I'm waiting on trolls tomorrow night. Have I told Scottish you I'm at a lunch tomorrow? No, I've never told you that one yet. What lunch yet? Yeah. <laughs> what have yeah, I asked you what to wear? Are you going? Oh, are you? <laughs> Why don't you go to Montrose tomorrow? That'd be a nice wee trip for you to support your. We've got a coach I, I, as well. You can. I think I'd rather go coach. and get married and get through a divorce in the weekend than go to <laughs> Montrose to watch party under 18s. And uh, you were you were away clay pigeon shooting at the weekend, and almost that's yeah. how you spent your international <laughs> I break. I used my time wisely. Who, who, when they want to go shooting on a Saturday afternoon? Did you need to wear that stupid looking hat and try and act like you're some sort of? What do you mean country? It's just my normal did, hat. I can't I did put I not see that? Uh, do you not see it? No. I'll show you the pictures during the break, but it was fabulous. Have you ever been clay pigeon shooting? I didn't like it. Oh, I loved it. Ah, boring. And I tell you We're what, watching your thistle uh, for did, me. Did 20, you have you? 23 out of 25. Maybe that's where I was going wrong. I'm not very good. Well, think. you can't see anything though, can you? With it, your did you hurt your shoulder? You... No, I, I tell you what, the kickback off it in my cheek. Did you get a sore cheek the next day? Where you're, you're aiming? Oh, the boy says I was I was that good. I should take it up. Elmer. If there's any gun salesman, Elmer Fudd right enough. Oh, no, from on the right five one one oh two five. I'd leave it at the Elmer. Well, hey, uh, uh, moving hey. swiftly on, uh, you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. It doesn't need to be about Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal's private life. Experts, it, it, it can actually be about <laughs> football. On. If anyone wants to give shooting advice uh, to Mark Wilson, feel free. Um, but football, it would be nice. Lots to look forward to the return of the domestic action. If there's anything out there you think we've missed, you've been waiting to get it off your chest during the international break, but the time didn't feel right. Maybe now is that time just bizarre to have such a calm relaxing international break that we can almost just move on enjoy think about a major european tournament we're not going to face months of soul searching yeah. as to where it all went wrong what's been the fallout after sunday has it been negative or positive because i i say negative about well no because campaign. some of the people that went to the game that i've spoke to i said how was the atmosphere I expect them to say it was it was fabulous it was great it, it was, was a party atmosphere it, but it was a bit it was just downbeat. odd because again it was it was just done Already. well we're, we're just spoiled fact, lost a goal had its, late on had its, it? Not, it had its moments of celebration but it was just it was just done but this is what I thought uh, when when the fixtures came out and the teams came out and we saw that we were playing Norway and it was going to be the last game I get it we were building up to be this big spectacle and it could have been you know a real head to head battle to see who would have went through but we would have taken a 3-3 three -three with Norway even though some of their players were it they're still a good side so we should have been and better spirits after it. And I just wondered, because we've not won in, what, the past five, six games, if people may have been downbeat. I don't think we should be. Trust me. Now I think we should be now optimistic. That you, now that you've gone back into the coaching game, hmm. you're going to have to focus on the positives, believe me. You'll, oh, 100%. You'll be, you'll be calling on people to focus on the positives very soon. Listen, there was loads of positives from man nil no draw last Friday night. Uh, one of them that only lasted 90 minutes yeah. and it didn't last any longer. <laughs> no traffic the way home. Let's go to the phones where Frank is on the line from Busby. How's it going, Frank? How's it going, panel? Uh, good evening, good to speak to you. And I've you? Been trying to go on for a wee while. Um, I, be, I, be, I feel that with Rangers at the weekend, I'm really confident. Um, if you'd asked me this time last year with Bill uh, going into a game against Dublin away from home, um, I was definitely no confident. I would, I would feel the worst, but with the, with the team we've got, and the, the manager that we've got now, that I'm really confident. I don't know about you, think. 
I think, obviously, going into the game with the form that they're going into under a new manager, I think everybody at Ibrox is on quite a high. Um, they like what they, they see, they like what they hear. Is uh, getting results, look very difficult to beat, uh, getting a tune out of a lot of players that obviously come under a lot of criticism under the the former manager, Michael Beale. Um, and you're playing a team that, for me, need a result. They need a big performance. Uh, I don't think Aberdeen fans will put up with another performance like the one at Celtic Park. And that's not taking anything away from Celtic because I've, I've said from that day, I thought Celtic were excellent from the, the first whistle. But they're at home. There'll be a, a, a very good crowd there. Hostile atmosphere for Rangers. But he's now had a few weeks to work with them. And it'll be interesting to see if there's any changes in the pattern of play. I think Rangers have been impressive under Comont. Um, I think Daz is right. The most impressive thing is the performance levels he's getting out of some of those that have been heavily criticised. And, and I've been no different. You know, Dessers, okay, he's certainly not a finished article, but at least he's getting some sort of return. Um, you know, young McCausland coming in being such a positive as well. Warren's been back in the fold, I think is a, a huge positive for him. So they look like a, a much different outfit from the one Michael Beale left. With Aberdeen, well, you're going to get a different Aberdeen side and it's nothing to do with Rangers before anyone starts. It's because it's a team badly needing a reaction from a, an embarrassing performance against Celtic. So you're going to get a different performance. Aberdeen have got a very good squad. They've got very good individuals. So on their day, they can certainly cause you problems. But I tend to agree with Frank in this one. I think Rangers are in a good place just now and they'll, they'll feel confident about going up there and getting three points. How far does your confidence stretch, Frank? We don't tend to ask people their thoughts on the title race every single night on the show. We're, you know, we, we were getting into the, the specifics of that day. But, you know, this international break does allow a bit of a pause for reflection. Um, well, you know, we've played a third of the league games now. What, what do you think of, about Rangers' chances of clawing this gap back and winning the league? How would you sum it up? Well, I've spoke to the boys at work. Um, I want me to read Jordy. He's a diehard Celtic fan, and he said to me that we'll still not get a chance. I mean, there's players in the team. Cantwell, for a start, I'm not a big fan. I can't really personally. I think he's too involved with social media and stuff. Uh, he's chasing all the banter with something and stuff. I'd rather if he focused as much on that as he did with his football. I say we'd maybe get a decent player at him. I mean, I heard you saying anyway, like anybody, anybody in Scotland, if they're on their day, they've got a good chance of getting the result. But coming to Aberdeen getting beat 6-0 for Celtic and McConnell coming in and getting us playing the way we're playing it's back to the Rangers way I feel and I would say strongly that the title race is back on but Jordy and all that all the boys Jordy Campbell and all they are saying that Celtic's uh, they're running away with it but see at the end of the day I feel that the, the, the Rodgers bubble is going to burst at some point Jordy and Campbell, Campbell. They're, they're going to be buzzing at their big <laughs> moment of fame tomorrow uh, some when, argument when Frank goes back to work uh, like I say like I think just every now and then you can kind of revisit it just as we're about to start again. It just feels like the next, you know, the next kind of run is a very busy period coming up. Mm. I think you both tipped Celtic to win the league, did you? At the start yes, of the season? I did. Did you not? Did you not? <laughs> All right, I, just, I yeah, genuinely I thought you both did. It's plenty of time. Celtic are eight points ahead. Obviously, Rangers have a game in hand of two games in hand by the time they kick off at Pataudry at the weekend. Um, I just wonder how you feel about it now I'm not expecting necessarily you to change your mind or anything but I just wonder how on is it as Frank says 
Well, if Rangers won their game in hand, it obviously goes to five. Then yep, that's not, not a, that's not a, a massive gap. You've got to say with the amount of games left. So there's there's plenty still to play for. At one stage, you've got to say when Michael Beale was still there and things were falling apart, it looked like Celtic would just run away with us. But it's certainly not going to be, uh, you know, like that. I think the games between them are obviously going to be, you know, huge in the outcome of it. But both teams, I think, will drop points as well. They'll drop points here and there along the road. Now, I'm not saying there'll be many defeats, but it's who can minimise that. But you've got to still say, although Rangers have improved and Clement's come in, made the place better and the atmosphere better and the play better, Celtic are still going along nicely. You know, European football hasn't been great, but domestically, you know, very good still. So I don't know where Frank's getting the Brendan Rodgers bubble's going to burst soon. Not too sure about that because I don't see much evidence so, of that. So what are you saying as it stands today? What Celtic will go on and win it? Yeah. What close, closer than you thought at the start of the season? Closer than still I thought. comfortable. Still comfortable, but closer than I, I, I thought. I, I just wasn't convinced. There was a lot of new signings coming through the door at Rangers, and and their parts proved right. However, like I said earlier, I think Clement's got the power to get a better tune out of those new signings. I tend to agree with that. I think that uh, it'll be close. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be exciting. Um, but as much as you can have encouragement from the Rangers side of this argument, Celtic will back up with, well, look at Brendan Rodgers domestically just now. They've just come off a, a terrific result against Aberdeen and probably could have been a lot more than six. Um, January will be interesting. Very interesting indeed um, to see, you know, sometimes you can get a couple of gems in January that can kick you on and make that, that little bit of a difference. But just now, uh, I still feel that Celtic are favourites to go and win the title. Comfortably close? Close. Did say I close. think it'll be close, yeah. It's I, not I, doubt I really about it do. though. The, the game just before New Year is, is critical. It's crucial. I, I mean, if Celtic won that, then look, it's going to take an awful lot of um, James to come in in January to change that from a Rangers point of view and, and plus Celtic you know are, are going to make some adjustments in January as well so that game if Rangers somehow manage to win that then of course the title race is on and then Daz is right whoever adds to their squad best um, then it could could come down to the wire nearer me mm, Thank you Frank pass on our regards to Jordy, Jordy and Campbell, and, Campbell and the lads. Hopefully yeah. you have a good shift tomorrow to round off the week. 01419511025 if you want to get your calls in. Uh, and I suppose fans of both then, Glasgow's big too. How would you sum up your your confidence levels that Celtic fans, you do kick on and win the league like everyone expected you to a couple of weeks ago? Uh, and Rangers fans, how confident are you that once we resume this mad period, this busy schedule, uh, you could overturn things between now and and may like i say this international break sometimes is a good chance to take stock and reflect uh, and when you think about it to state the obvious it's over a third of the season gone i think you almost forget that because the games you know life just goes so fast without sounding too deep about it all and you still feel like there's this early season feel to it but it's just not the case yeah but the only thing i would say is I feel this time it's been a longer break from that international. I'm thinking Celtic Aberdeen 6 0, and obviously Rangers winning that weekend mm. as well. It's not been longer, it just feels longer it to does, you. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, it feels longer. I'm looking forward, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking forward to the weekend because I looked down that fixture list 
And there's a lot of important games, no matter who you support in the Premier League. I think when you see the managerial casualties at this point as well, it kind of gives you a, an idea of where you sit within the season. It's becoming the norm now that before Christmas you, you're getting three, four, you know, the numbers rising that, that are out the door before you get to Christmas and New Year. So we're just about there just now. Let's hope that there's not any other casualties between now and Christmas. Uh, well, listen, the You'd need to find a free couple of days to pull the trigger, I suppose. But the pressure does go on when you look at how you know thick and fast the games come, Gordon. When we do kick back off again, it's going to be it's going to be so crucial this run between now and, and the new year for everyone, both ends of the table. Yeah, <clears throat> you look at Livingston; um, they desperately need a result. Sitting bottom of the table, can't find a win. Motherwell the same. Don't hold out much hope going to Celtic Park. And then I think they've got a difficult home game against Dundee. So a very important couple of weeks coming up. Aberdeen, as I say, uh, the fans will not accept, you know, losing 6-0 and the way they lost that. Um, they were played off the park. If they do lose again, Hearts got a wee bit of a breather because they went and obviously get that result. But um, And then you look at Dundee, a team that's banging for them. Doing very, very well indeed under Tony Dock up at Dens Park. I just think there's so, so much to play for, I really do. Mm. And can Ross County, you know, get points under Derek Adams, third time back at the club, fans' favourite? It's all to play for. I mean, stay tuned for more terribly dull um, analysis of, of fractions, Mark. But but genuinely, in, in a month's time, right, so yeah. by, by the end of this year... Celtic, as an example, and most teams would be similar. They've played half. They've played more than half of, of the season. That will be it. in a month. Yeah, half of the season's gone. January's round the corner. That you know, what does this next run of form do to dictate your your sort of um, desires in January? Most clubs will say, you know, we've got a plan already and and everything's under control. But um, well, that's why I find it so ridiculous when you know a lot of, a lot is say, oh, it's still early in the season and give these players a chance to settle in. That was that was only a few weeks ago. Some people were saying that about certain members of their squad and they'll come good and kind of made the argument that when you get signed the pre-season for that and you get maybe a few weeks grace, but you really need to hit the ground running because before you know it, you're at the halfway point of the season. Your season's either gone if you're chasing the title, if you're so far behind, or you're at a job. When you look down the table, how many managers have lost their jobs? So, you know, football really is uh, an instant impact sport that when you mm. come in, you need to make a difference. And, you know, it is running away. But come January, you know, everybody gets another shot. It depends how brave their board is to part with funds at this time of the season. Is it worth putting, investing a lot more money into the same manager? I'm not talking about the top two here. I'm talking down the league because Aberdeen's a very good point that Daz makes. The Aberdeen fans will not be happy where they're sitting. And I get that they're balancing Europe, but they need results. Do they invest in their squad? Hearts are the same. So it's an interesting four or five weeks coming up. Well, Frank and Busby said the title race is very much on when we return after the break. I wonder how you feel about that, though. How would you describe it? 01419511025. You can answer us next. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. They're going to be joined on the line by Charlie, who's a Rangers fan. How's it going, Charlie? Uh, not too bad, thanks. What are you thinking tonight? Well, I'm just thinking about that game coming up with Aberdeen. Um, at the end of the day, see the only time Aberdeen plays against us. We've got to be honest about it, because... Uh, 
I believe it's like two cup finals. We're coming up against them. We've got one at their park, as you know, one in Hamden. I'm not I'm I'm not bored about the one in Hamden, but I'd be more confident in the one in Hamden and in their park because I think their tactics sometimes their tactics are uh, dubious, you know. Um, especially if they take a lead they kinda start wasting time and well resting. Uh, and I believe there might be some sending offs and all, uh, because it's just it's just a toxic atmosphere where when the two teams meet, you know. Is there a team in the country that wouldn't waste a bit of time if they took the lead against Rangers, you know, with Glasgow? That's just what you would do, isn't it? Not dubious. Just ah, well, part of it. But they do may have waste time, you know what I mean? They, they, they up their game big time. They make the game, their game pay 50% against Celtic is going to be up to 100% against Rangers. They do it all the time. And the game at uh, Ibrox is just, just something else. I mean, Bill's in charge. I was at it, I mean, 3 nothing. you know what I mean? 3 nothing or 3 one I can't even remember. Uh, I just wanted to forget all about it. But uh, they never even turned up that day. And as far as I'm concerned, it's just the exact same team. A new, a new manager. But uh, I believe this will, I believe this will be his biggest test uh, to get out of this hurdle, uh, beating them. Because the way he does get out of them, well, it's, I can believe it's onward and upward. But um, I'm a bit wary about it, to tell you the truth. Is this Philippe Clement's biggest test so far? Um, <clears throat> so far... I think it'll be a difficult game. I think it's biggest test. I think they'll win on Sunday, Gordon. I think they're playing with too much confidence. I think every player's playing for their jersey. I think Aberdeen, on their day, I think Mark's correctly said that they've got some good individuals. But overall, I think that Rangers would feel very confident going to Pittodre and winning. I think their biggest test will come in the Celtic game. Well, obviously, but we've yeah. seen so far. But so far... Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for identifying yes. that Celtic is the hardest opponent I'm, Rangers could play in Yeah, the I'm, just, I'm just trying to narrow it all down here. I'm, I'm not... If I was a Rangers fan, I don't think I'd be too worried about going to Pittodre. Let me say that. I think it'll need a big performance from Aberdeen. Um, whether you believe in that Aberdeen try harder, the players try harder against Rangers players, I don't know. I'm not really in that camp. Where I, I do, said, I know. I that's bonkers that argument. I just can't get my head around that. I think the atmosphere is different. I think the, the rival fans I probably probably don't like each other as much, and I think that's why people have this sort of a attitude that well, the players are going to try harder against Rangers. You're a professional player, Mark's been there. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. You, you'll go out there and you'll give it all. Some days you'll, it'll not work for you and some days it will. Um, but I think the fans make it generate the atmosphere a bit more. But I don't think it, that the players will be walking down that tunnel, talking to each other, saying, look, it's Rangers today, we need to try harder. But how can you possibly think a professional team goes out there and tries harder against one other team in the league than any other team. It's a ridiculous argument that you would think that professional footballers would, would go and, and, and do that. Listen, and, and at that, if you think that, well, surely if Rangers have got better individuals than Aberdeen, they should. Well, you're not having to go at your own team and Rangers and saying, well, why can the Rangers players nugget up for it equally oh, as it, much. So, is it, so you've you've introduced a new theory that actually mm. it's the Rangers right. Rangers players bottle it more against Aberdeen. Mm. Maybe he's they don't like the atmosphere. Well, I, I don't know. Well, Rangers, Rangers players don't like the atmosphere. But of how could how could you possibly think that Aberdeen, who have got very good players, will think for the other teams in the league, the other ten teams in the league, that oh, go all right today, but Rangers are coming okay. 
by the way, we're going to try really hard here. Okay, but can it be, like, there's maybe a few different layers to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Bojan Miofsky or Duke sits in their yeah. private moments and think, oh, right, we, we will try harder against Rangers. As Gordon says, does the fixture just have a bit more of an edge? 100%. Of course it does. So can that have knock-on effects? Um, well, big fixtures often, you know, some... Well, it can bring the best out in people or it can, you know, bring you down. It can intimidate people who have been on both sides. I understand what big fixtures do. But you can't tell me every one of those Aberdeen players then automatically just play better against Rangers. There'll be some that have been dreadful against Rangers in the past. And by the way, if you look through the list of results, Rangers probably go to Pataudry and win more often than not. So, you know, people are very selective because the last one was against a Rangers team that were clearly struggling. And Aberdeen took their chances at the right time. By the way, Rangers had chances in that game, but Aberdeen scored at the right time and it went Aberdeen's way. It's, oh, Aberdeen played well. No, look internally what the problem was at Ibrox at that point. And you'll soon find the problem, but there's no way that teams raise their game against one team. Mm. John, you're not so sure. John? Hello? What do you think? I think the players do raise their game. I think if Morton are playing the Barton and they go out and they trudge out and they play their game, then if they're playing at Ibrox in front of 35, 40,000 people, they up their game. I think it's a compliment. I'm a Ranger supporter. As a compliment to Celtic that have won the league so many times, that Aberdeen say they go in the park and are already defeated before they kick a ball in their heats. Several players are defeated before they kick a ball and then the Rangers know being confident. As a Rangers fan, I'm, I'm not 100% confident going to play Pitaudry. Ten years ago, I was 100% confident going to play Pitaudry. But in their view, we weren't confident. As a supporter, but the idea that Matt Wilson can say players don't raise their games or are defeated before they go out and kick a ball. I mean, I think Celtic when they played in Europe were defeated before they kicked the ball because they mentally just can't get by this main thing that they don't have won in a long time in Europe. So, Charlie, I'm not saying no, players, John. John sorry, John. John. I'm not saying players don't raise their game. Of course they can raise their game. What I'm saying is this idea that the Aberdeen players come out specifically for the four games against Rangers and think this is your game that we're going to compete to the top of our ability but against other 10 teams including Celtic which is, has been the comparison here that they go oh we're defeated come on that just doesn't happen that's not the real world that does not happen in professional football I'm saying that I think that teams are good and they've already defeated I don't mean they'll raise their game, but they've got that negative attitude that they can't break the like doing that they're going to come at them. So that so players are nearly capable of de- defeated before and I just think Aberdeen suffer for that. If they're playing mm. Celtic, they break the game they've got hammer. So so whose problem's that then? That's Rangers problem. No, no, I see. I mean, that's a compliment to Celtic. I'm a Rangers man. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. That's Rangers' problem. I think yeah. you're. I think you're actually. I think you're both saying diff- two different things, mm. though, and sort of thinking you're arguing against argument, each other. Yeah. When I'm not really sure that that you are. I think what John is saying is ultimately true. Players can raise their game for a certain occasion. Um, players can have a or teams can you know have maybe a psychological block against another team and do feel that they can't get the better of them. I think where Mark's coming from is none of that is deliberate. None of it is set. Out, none of it's predetermined. I think that I think you're both arguing two different things. Yeah, because the un- the underdog can go and win a game. Um, 
But it's up to, right, Aberdeen, I think, will admit that the atmosphere is probably a lot more intense when Rangers go to Pataudry. Let's not be kidded. And it comes from, obviously, the stands. So it's up to Rangers then to go as, as players and make sure that... Because they'll get better players. And if they're up for the atmosphere, if they're up for the game, I'm not as... You know, but Rangers fans are going, this is going to be a difficult test. I know that they get a good result in Glasgow, but I look at this Aberdeen side and I don't know how they're so frightful of this Pataudry situation because Rangers under its new manager, if they go there and get about their business the way they're going about their business, they will beat Aberdeen. I'm not saying they'll beat them comfortably like the way Celtic did at Parkhead. And yes, of course, I think sometimes if you're a team going to, for instance, Motherwell are going to... Um, Celtic Park at the weekend, no form whatsoever. As a player, you're walking in there sometimes and you think, this has got to be a real difficult afternoon for us if they had top form. Yeah, again, that's because I, we've got better yeah, players. I think that's that's inevitable. I think what Mark is suggesting is that none of it's none of it's deliberate. I think I think we're arguing two different things uh, for sure. John, what are you what are you thinking specifically? Then does all this does this notion? Um, However, it comes about, you know, Aberdeen will be bang up for it. Does this, is this a fixture that fills you with a bit of dread, or does Philippe Clement have a, a bit of a different look about this Rangers team now? I've been, I'm really delighted with Philippe Clement so far, and they seem to have been proving every player, even Lundstrom and Tavernier and Golson, guys that maybe weren't playing so well under deal, they're definitely playing a bit better. So it's a wee bit at a time, you know, we're happy. I mean, we're in Scotland, so you don't need to. You don't need to go for a, a 5 out of 10, a 10 out of 10. Let's get to a 6, then a 7, and just take it a wee bit. So if we're playing a 6 out of 10, we should be able to beat Aberdeen. So I'm confident we'll have got a ticket for the game. I'm going up to the game, and I'm quite confident we'll win it. But I, I agree with Mark Wilson. If he's saying that I don't believe a, a player technically going out and throwing away a game, that they're going out and they're playing for their fans, and they do want to win for their own fans, no matter what club they're playing for. But I'm just point I was making is, no, but I think ultimately, ultimately, we're talking about what the end, the end outcome is. Then, right? We can argue a lot about how it gets there, but there, I think, for most people, there is the feeling, for whatever reason, the Aberdeen obviously be bang up for this. You look at the league table; it doesn't strike you as being an opponent that could that could cause Rangers any trouble this weekend. However, some of the performances in Europe, some of the performances. Um, across those those games, even back to the qualifiers that maybe didn't end up in positive results. The win at Ibrooks, albeit Rangers were pff, insert whatever word you want that day. Um those are those the bits that suggest it could be trickier? I think so. And when you add into it, you know, the individual players at Aberdeen have got that can, you know, create something out of nothing. And and that's probably their greatest strength. When you've got guys up at the top end of the pitch that can score goals, Miofsky and if Duke plays, um, and you look at the youngsters in the middle of the park corner, Barron, good, good players. Now, it's not all gelled together, and that's why they find themselves in the position in the league they are, but they're a dangerous team. If they get it right on the day, they will cause you trouble. I, I think you could make that argument for the last time they went to Celtic Park, because you're looking at a team that, probably away from home and in Europe, was a lot of good results on the counter-attack, yeah. with, with the pace and the, the players that had scoring goals. They went to Celtic Park with that probably game plan to hit the counter-attack and they were lucky to get out 6-0. So I, 
So you never know what you're going to get. I just feel that if the two teams perform and Rangers perform to their best, I think they've got the quality players. I think they've got the quality better manager as well. And I think they'll come out on top. Um, I mean, the Lone Ranger says, get Mark to check the running stats for Aberdeen's last five games against Rangers and Celtic. That will prove or dismiss the upping the game arguments. You know what, that's what I'll do. I've, I've, got, um, I've got access to all the team's running stats now. Oh, you should. Uh, well, listen, day. I will. I've, I've, I'll phone Barry Robson, actually. He'll, be, he'll want to share them, won't he? And, yeah. then the really, prove. and then the really boring answer to that though is your games can still play out differently you know you could course. you could well, be choosing to sit off I could have a just looking bitty I thought I was saying 25 a game this guy exactly look at him in the six. <laughs> the Masters he looked honestly he never kicked he kicked the ball a couple of times looked busy he's running stats were good would you put a fright in I always got my fitness at the games I would like to have seen his heat map from the Masters honestly it's great one up and down the stairs at half time <laughs> fantastic Ripping Not so good the next few days up. With the old knee After it But uh, mm, You did anyway. try and make a wee bit of performance Didn't you Because you were on TV I was just getting my fitness Nah you were on me. TV You, know, you like were watching I'm a, I'm a team player Thank <laughs> you John It's that time overnight Let me run this past you Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier Structural steel specialist Changing landscapes Across the UK it is that time of the year, whether you like it or not. Andy Halliday's Christmas tree, it's the new feature for this week. His is up, Kenny Miller said last night. He's he's up already. Oh, no, I'm not up. And you don't have one, so you're I'm, beyond I'm help. never up. So you're not, no? Mark no. Wilson? No. Right, when okay. are you up? Just checking. When am I getting, getting Start up? of December. <laughs> Aye. Uh, and next, you, uh, next 10 days. Uh, right, anyway, uh, on a more serious note, Cash for Kids Mission Christmas is also back in amongst all the Christmas trees, so we know it's going to be a particularly difficult time for a lot of local families. Uh, it always can be around this time, but the cost of living crisis making things worse for everybody, um, so especially those families that were already struggling uh, before that. Now, you can help us make a difference this year by supporting Cash for Kids Mission Christmas, uh, and if you want to hear a bit about where your money can go, let's hear from the More Hope Foundation. They're based in the East End, uh, supporting struggling families who are mainly from ethnic minority backgrounds, struggling with poverty. John Bosco uh, from the group uh, tells us about some of the difference uh, that your money can make. That's one of the motivating factors that bring children to our project, especially when they know that they're going to have that jar of rice. You see them coming up to the project and whenever they come to project, the first question they will ask you, are we going to have jar of rice today? So we're just talking putting food on the table here. We're not trying to come up with any grand gesture and, and push the boat out. We're talking food on the table. Uh, as many as one in two children in some parts of Glasgow in the West live in poverty. We want to try and change that. Every penny, 100% of the funds raised, goes back to those families uh, that need it. So you can donate at clyde1.com forward slash mission. Uh, please go find out more and you can donate there as well. And a quick shout out to some of the businesses that are getting involved. Metropolitan in the Tap Yard in Merchant City, they're donating £1 from every bill from now until the end of December. Uh, so go and spend your hard-earned in there if you can. The Glasgow Freight Club raised two and a half grand at their Raymond Clarkson lunch fundraiser. Uh, Scarry at Eurocentral off the M8, they're hosting their annual charity day this Sunday, the 26th. And that's all for Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with G&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here mm. at 01419511025. We're slowly looking forward to the return of the Premiership action. It's been a long midweek because we're all delighted Scotland are going to the Euros, but that gets parked. We move on and we try and look forward. So let's do that with Dell, who's calling from Edinburgh. Take it away, Dell. How you doing, guys? Good, Hugh. Hi, just thanks. Good man. Uh, Mark, Mark compelled me to phone in. Oh. Thanks, Dale. So, uh, no, that's all right, Mark. That's all right. Um, so, you've seen the, the the results over the last five years when Aberdeen go to Parkhead, and you've seen the results in the last five years when Aberdeen go to Ibrox, right? So, for you to say that it's ridiculous that Aberdeen don't try as hard against Rangers, right? So, let me put it to you this way, Mark. I'll give you an analogy, right? See, the, just I'm a Rangers fan, right? And say the next two Rangers games were. Queen of the South at home and Celtic at home, right? What game do you think the Rangers players would try harder in? Um, Celtic game. Right. But hang hang fire. What level of position is better, Queen of the South or Celtic? Right, well, I'm just trying to make an analogy, right? Well, that, that, that it's obvious that players can have it in their psyche where there are certain games where they raise their game. Okay, but to come back at you then, you're saying about the last five years. In the last five years, who's been the outstanding team? More often than not in the league. Right, right. But what what I mean Well, well, Celtic. So so it's obviously understandable that Aberdeen are going to have a harder time, as did every other team in the league against Celtic, than they have against Rangers. What about last week when they go to Europe and get a great result in Europe and then go to Parkhead and get beat 6-0, get on 15-0? So is it deliberate dealing? That's what we need to get to no, the bottom listen, of. No, I'm, listen, I'm not saying that right. players are deliberately letting goals in, and players are deliberately committing fouls in uh, areas of the pitch that are going to give Celtic chances to score goals. Okay, so why but are I'm they saying, not as up? Why are they not as up for Celtic games then as Rangers? Because it's fine because if you think that. It, I can't disprove it. It's all about it. the mentality of the players, right? Now the mentality of the players is. There's pretty much no chance we're going to go to Parkhead and win. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll uh, reserve our energies. We'll uh, sit back and reserve our energies for the next game and take what we get. <laughs> right now, when Rangers come to town, it's a totally different story. And Mark, for you to deny that this has been happening, you know it happens. And it's just it, it, there's nothing wrong with it happening. The Aberdeen players get what, whoever the manager is. The four games a season against Rangers are four cup finals. Everybody knows it in Scottish football, but you're on a radio station and you're saying it's ridiculous for anybody to think like that. I think it's ridiculous for you to try and convince people that they're not allowed to think like that much. Surely, Del, I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have to try and convince you, but I'm, I'm. Let me. Well, let me say my piece. You've, you've, you've said it's ridiculous that I'm trying to convince people, but I've just. I've just put an argument to you there. Celtic have won, is that 11 at the last 12 titles? They have been the outstanding team in the past decade, uh, even more. Every other team, not just Aberdeen, has a difficult time against Celtic. Now, I said earlier on, if Rangers, who have better players and have had better players over that last decade than Aberdeen, can't find it within themselves to take care of Aberdeen on a regular basis or they find those games difficult, that's a problem for Rangers internally to deal with. 
And it shouldn't be anybody else's business how Aberdeen approaches the Celtic game. What do you mean it's nobody else's business? We're all dis- we're on a discussion mm. show. This is a phone-in. But why is it why is it so automatic, Dell? I think is maybe let's take it on a step further, right? The the, the assumption and again I'm not even out to disprove it, it doesn't bother me. Um that you know Aber- Aberdeen they, they definitely raise their game. What if Rangers players drop their game against Aberdeen? Why is that not given the same consideration? Do Rangers that's, players drop their game a, against Aberdeen? That is a great point. That is an absolutely belting point, right? It can go either way. But if you look at the averages over the years, it's only going one way when it comes to Aberdeen versus Celtic, Celtic versus Aberdeen, Aberdeen versus Rangers, or Rangers versus Aberdeen, depending on where, where, where the game's been playing. But the statistics show that the players run harder, they run faster, they run longer. The manager adapts his tactics from game to game. And what, the, hold on, the, what that? statistics have you seen for Aberdeen players? Right. I'm that they run longer, ask. faster, harder? Because I'm that's got to be internal ask. stuff. I'm glad you asked, Mark. It's published. Yes, right? still. So this is published you tell them. Right, so right. I'm going to tell you, Mark. Right, so in the last eight games that Aberdeen have played against Celtic, on average, every single outfield Aberdeen player has run 7% more in the 90 minutes. They've made more tackles. They've committed more fouls. Okay. So what else do you want me to say? Could it be, and like I said, just, just well, generally speaking, I think what Mark was saying earlier about Celtic, over the last five years, if that's your sample size, Celtic, a tactical have, and Celtic, Celtic have been better than Rangers, yeah. so maybe, maybe, teams, maybe Aberdeen feel they can get at Rangers more than they can get at Celtic. Right, so why don't Celtic uh, beat Rangers like that then? Why don't the results reflect? I don't understand, what do you mean? Do that Aberdeen, why can't they do it to Rangers? Why can't they go to Ibrooks and win 9-0? Well, Rangers are better than Aberdeen over the piece, though, aren't they? Right, right. But mm, Del, I think you're, I think you're going off track here, Del. Right, you're, so you're trying to say it was evident for everyone to see, and it's ridiculous for me to suggest how is it, how is it, that Aberdeen players you, don't lie down to Rangers. You can read the stats, Mark. But, but Gordon's just highlighted to you if the stats are there, and if you're saying seven percent, they've run seven percent more. Is there a That's tactical element game. that comes into it, like Gordon says? Is there, a, is there a thinking that Celtic are maybe better on the ball at Rangers, or movement's better, so you may be maybe. sitting... That, that's a good point, maybe, aye. That's right. a good point. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that the Aberdeen players are trying harder against but Celtic. how are you quantifying trying harder? Because the stats prove it, Mark. That, that, that's so not, doesn't That doesn't prove it. Trying, what is trying? What, what do you mean by that? Because we've just explained to you tactically Maybe the Aberdeen players are trying just as hard against Celtic But in a tactical sense And they're carrying out the manager's instructions against Rangers right. In a tactical sense to press Okay, so Mark, see about 10 minutes ago You said that uh, Aberdeen You were, you were t- summarising the, the, the Aberdeen Celtic game in the Parkhead last week And you said it was 6-0 And it could have been double digits That like, well, wasn't to me that was Daz. No, you did say that, mate. Don't that, bring me in. That here. was Daz. No, Don't bring Mark, me. I'm talking about Mark. You said it could be double digits. It mm, should have been double digits. No, I think yeah, that was Daz. But yeah. anyway, I'll no, take your point. You, Mark. I oh my you goodness! Right, right, okay. Cut to the chase. Right, what? It's nearly yeah. midnight. Keep well, it going, Dell. This is what the show's all about, isn't it? People it is. phoning up. Well, only if you get your points right. Anyway, it was Daz that said that. But I don't I'll, have to get my points right. Dell, Dell. Do you know the only reason I'm saying it right? Because I need to go to the break and like. 
three seconds, but I'm quite keen to to hear the end of your point. So if we could get right, there, so I'll summarise. So this Grand. is the end of my point, right? Everybody in Scottish football knows that Aberdeen try harder against Rangers than they do against any other club in the country. That's me summarising it for you. And for you to deny that is just ridiculous. Could be, Mark. <clears throat> Why not? You're not having. But it, you're just you? not. I, I still, I still feel like we're coming at this from different angles. Aye. That could still be possible though, because it's the occasion, it's the rivalry. You could say Celtic try harder against Rangers than they do Aye. against any other team. That's no. all right, is it not? No. Why? I don't think so. No, because, I don't no, think no, so. The no, level no, no, of opposition no, but, is, but listen, is you're, you're, key. You're reeling it. You've got yourself, I think, into this. You're, you're hearing Dale and making it as if he's suggesting that there's this team meeting where Aberdeen say, listen. Well, we, we hate Rangers more than we hate Celtic and therefore we're going to try harder. But it, it can be it can be sort of it can be something that naturally happens, whether it is tactical, whether it is the occasion, whether it is the rivalry. Dell specifically said there that Aberdeen players tr- uh, try harder against Rangers than any other team in this country. You believe that's true? Uh, well, you're arguing that point. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, wrong like here. I say, I, I just think Do you what, believe that's true? It depends which way you're coming at it. Do I think they deliberately coming at your way, out, though? Did, don't take it out of me because Dell's <laughs> pulled your pants <laughs> no, down fire, on the radio. You, you've like, turned it back I would love me. Dell to come on and beat the pundit and play. <laughs> you've turned it back at me. I'm saying that was Dell's final summary. No, Del, do Del, you think that's true? Do I believe there's a predetermined thing where they set out to do it? No, you're, of course you're, not. You're, okay, right, okay. Well, wow. well, that's what I'm saying. Dell, I think you've got well under mm. his skin. I've not seen him this rattled in a long time, honestly. Takes me back to the Beacon days, Dell. Anyway, it's that time of the night. Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. It is beat the pundit time. Mark Wilson's head is absolutely gone. So you'll have got a good chance of winning that signed ball. 01419511025. Lines close at seven. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here. Fear not, Mark's calmed down. He's got a wee peppermint tea peppermint during tea. the break. You Tell you who is peppermint calm. Tea. I, that's nice. This guy next to you is calm because he's tanned six quality street while me and Del were going head to head. You know I noticed? Mark has been speaking to the callers for 15 minutes straight and you've just sat and eaten your way through a box of quality street. <laughs> a good no, night. it's disturbing. See, when you're him. trying to get your point across and you can hear him tune. Incredible. I just feel I was enjoying it. I was getting involved. Listening. You're not getting paid to enjoy it and eat quality well, street. Well, Dell, Dell wasn't really picking in me, Mark. What's the best in the quality street box? I like the <laughs> one, the purple one with the sort of wee nut in the middle of it. I quite like that. Not your favourite, is it? That's oh, my favourite. What's your quality green street triangle? Yeah, like that. Have to be honestly. You know, like the green triangle. Just a bit basic. But you, it? you're going to be orange um, or strawberry caramel. Yeah, I'd go for anything where we sort of caramel yeah. touched it. Yeah. Oh no, caramel! Yeah, did you? I'd say mm. so. Yeah, but you've got good teeth. The caramel would rip my oh, fillings. Fillings. There's a few fillings back there. Don't you worry about that. Um, your partner's in trouble. Lost the other night without you. Beat oh, the did you? I didn't hear you. I Humiliated. He <laughs> wasn't well. He said he wasn't feeling well. Oh, that's right. I did I actually hear that. What was still, up? Still got a bit of the throat and the ears, so I can hardly hear. Well, a lot. put it this yeah, way: he was, he was clocked with a fish supper. Uh, in Blue Lagoon on Saturday but he's trying to say it was unrelated <laughs> well, oh hold on actually we're there I've seen a picture of you weren't in that bar again were you? oh um, that's uh, oh, it's my new that's my haunt anyway yeah. let's play Beat the Pundit Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football it is Beat the Pundit time Gordon Dale lost on Tuesday what will tonight bring Mark in Parkhead how's it going? 
I'm brand new, buddy. Yourself. Yeah, not bad. Have you ever played before? But football. <laughs> well, that or beat the pundit, <laughs> whatever, whatever you fancy answering. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, junior football. Yeah. <laughs> 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 did mean beat. Have you ever played beat the pundit before? No, I'm the first thing caller, but Good. I used to phone up twenty odd years ago. Oh, brilliant! When Hugh Keevens was the master, no. When Hugh was sixty. Uh, well, it's good Can to I have just share my first time caller. Um, it's yeah. First time it beat the pundit. Oh right. This okay. could be a long yeah. quiz. I've got a funny feeling. Anyway, heads it will be Mark Wilson, your namesake, the Mark oh. Derby, <laughs> and tails it will be Gordon Diel. And it is his head to you with a tough well, night. Mark Wilson, man. Yeah, yeah, that's who you've got. Three games in junior, you're three games, but I'll be Where did you play? St. Rocks and St. Uh, Juniors. Oh, they're together, good size, Mark. Aye, ah, you're you, buddy. Were you just a <laughs> squad player? No, I was just on at the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, let's give, Don't Mark embarrass Wilson, yourself. let's give Mark Wilson some greatest hits radio to listen to and that way he can't hear us. Uh, Mark on the line, you've got 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, OK? I will do, buddy. Right, your time starts now. Kevin Van Veen currently plays for which Dutch side? Feyenoord. Which team put Hearts out of the Conference League this season? Pass. Name any Premiership team in Scotland that's lost seven games this season. Rangers Which Celtic manager came in between Vim Janssen and John Barnes? Vengos uh, Who have Wales drawn in the 20, Euro 2024 playoffs today? Don't know What's the name of Annan Stadium? Don't know How many Scottish Cups have Hibs won? One They were tough Mark They were Let me bring back the other Mark Mark Wilson uh, how hard I, are they? He was, <laughs> he was astounded at how hard I they were. He was so saying, glad you'll get probably one or two. They are, they are so hard, genuinely. Oh, Mark, were they hard? Definitely, mate. He's the hardest one. Mark, it's, the, it's the up and down nature of it. I'm sure last night they were they were a piece of cake. If you don't, I put it this way: if you don't get any right, you've got a draw. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be so sure. Like an angel. Right, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds on the clock. I like Mark. And your time starts yeah. now. Kevin Van Veen plays for which Dutch side? Groningen. Which team put Hearts out of the Europa Conference League this season? Uh, or the Arios. Name any SPFL Premiership team that's lost seven games this season. Um, oh, St. Johnson. Which manager Celtic came in between Vim Janssen and John Barnes? Dr. Joe Vengos. Who have Wales drawn in the Euro 2024 oh. playoffs? Ar- Armenia. What's the name of Annan Stadium? Oh, you should uh, know that. Galabank. How many Scottish Cups have Hibs won? Two. Hard, eh? Tough, weren't they? Uh, they were. Right, I am so them. glad I did Kevin Van Veen plays for... Groinigan, I can't believe it. He got it right. Mark did you Wilson. produce that? <laughs> <laughs> did you produce that? Who wouldn't they know that? Well, he's been in the news today because he's talking about to come back. I mean, we would all know that, wouldn't we? Mark? 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 No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any Motherwell fans. Any Motherwell fans out there think you could get Kevin Van Veen back? How high up your Christmas list would that be? Why not get your calls in? Any other Scottish. Well, could Scotland be a. A destination for him If it's not Motherwell Because it looks like he's On his way out of Groningen So he was very good In case you hadn't noticed Last season Why not get your calls in uh, Hearts got put out by Pauk Pauk Aberdeen Mark will never get that No one got it 1-0 to Mark Wilson The Premiership teams With seven defeats Are Livy and Motherwell So oh, none of you got that right I can't believe Livy 
I know I went St Johnson though The Celtic manager in between Vim Jansen and John Barnes Was Dr Joe Mark got it Well on done Mark um, So did I But so did you Aye. Oh sorry I thought you were forgetting that there. 2-1 to Mark Wilson <laughs> Who have Wales drawn in Euro 2024 playoffs? Finland. I know they played Turkey the other night Finland, 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 Finland None of you got it It's a difficult one that Annan Stadium is Galabank 3-1 Mark yes. Wilson uh, Hang up mate You both had a good chance here Because you just had to guess a number How many Scottish Cups have Hibs won? It is 3 None of you got it It was a 3-1 win yes. For Mark Wilson Hard lines Mark on the line No worries buddy Thank you very much Good I'm man Just, just like your pleasure. junior days mate You're out your league Good man, Mark. Take care. That was Mark in Parkhead on 01419511025. There we go. They all count. Good performance. That was. That was. That was hard. I thought they were tricky. I must they were. They were. They were. I mean, who? Wales. Who would know that? Why is that even put in there? Welsh people. Relevant status. Well, I don't know. Did you not see the game last night? We watched a bit no. of it in here. I no. would never get Dr. Joe. Dr. In, Joe! That's the easiest one. In a Aye. million years, I would never get He brought get Lubel, didn't he? He was, uh, he was the one that discovered him. We never got that. Right. Uh, keep your calls coming in. Anyone else want to have a go at Mark Wilson? He's just getting battered tonight, which is quite good for Gordon DL and I. I'm just going to yeah. sit back. I'm enjoying pa- your show I- tonight. Listen, passes the quality streets and someday have a go at him. <laughs> what about Kevin Van Veen? No, seriously, Motherwell fans, we're going to hear from Stuart Kettlewell. Is that an absolute pipe dream? Would there be any way uh, that he could make a dramatic return? And if it's not Motherwell with the spending power, we've seen what he can do in the Scottish Premiership. Should other clubs be placed on alert to let us know your thoughts? 0141951. 1025 But see we go Before we go any further I actually think I owe you an We owe you an apology How have you done that? Because you you get a hard time On this show Yeah Admittedly Not really I'm quite enjoying nah, yeah, it And this time last week We put it to you This uh, This tweet That had been doing the rounds An article That you had apparently um, Published an interview That you'd apparently given Back in the 90s mm-hmm. And we dined out on it because it was... Yeah, 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 your, yeah. yeah, your, yeah your no, answers, don't, don't tell me it's not true. Your answers were were ludicrous. You were talking about, you know, hating going to Aberdeen because you missed out on drinking time coming back. You talked about how your least favourite food was spicy Indian curries because you had three days on the pan. Mm. You spoke about, you know... <laughs> Worst um, holiday you, you spoke with about, life. You spoke about... Um, you would love to sign for Partick Thistle and score yeah. loads of own goals to <laughs> yeah. relegate them because yeah. you, you dislike them so much. And you denied it, and we obviously didn't believe that because you are one of life's liars, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, I'm very um, good. And we gave you a hard time, and as we were walking at the studio, you were saying, as it's been doctored, I didn't didn't say these things and all the rest of it. And I I didn't believe that, for. but I've spent all week, I've been Googling and Googling and Googling, and I cannot find any evidence of the original interview on the internet. I can't find it anywhere. So what are you trying to say? I'm saying hands up, you like an apology. Oh, what? No, that's that's ruined my week. That's a hundred percent not true. Do you know, it's completely just completely made up. Yeah, I think. I th- do you know something? I that's think. A I think I've obviously every player's um, done one of these before. But you think right? it's been twisted or it's been like photoshopped or something? Yeah, got a few, there were a few true ones in there. Right, right. Oh, but, that's rubbish. Right. Who's oh, done no, that? That was funny. No, no, no. He's double bluffing. I can see the turkey teeth coming out of his mouth. He's <laughs> double turkey. Well, I did say I couldn't find any evidence on the internet, but I got a very nice <laughs> delivery to the house this morning <laughs> from one that? Roger Hanna, Scottish 
Football Today, November 1993. <laughs> Somebody has checked inside of this before you, you open up, go have you? to page two, no less, right at the front, there is Let the original interview <laughs> in <laughs> all its glory. And right his answer's there. the same. The answers are the exact no, that same. That is amazing. Hannah's made that up. What, you think you've put yeah. together a full magazine? <laughs> it's glossy as well. It's Place of birth, mother. What do you hate most in the game when I go to the baths to get rid of an injury? I can't swim. Uh, nonsense. This is nonsense. The OAPs laugh at me one more snigger and I swear I'll drown one of them. He says. Um, oh. it's, it's all their worst moment outside football going out on a Saturday night and getting home sober before midnight. That's a great show. Fans you hate the most. Partick Thistle, followed by Partick Thistle Reserves, followed by Partick Thistle Boys Club. <laughs> all right, just leave that one. Oh, I don't know if I can work with this guy now after that. What is your idea of a nightmare holiday? Going anywhere for a week with the wife. No, that's not fair. Going anywhere for two weeks <laughs> Hold on. with the wife. Wait, what year is that? 1993. November. Right, I wasn't even married in 1993. That's amazing. That's doctor. He's a look at that. Roger Hanna has been out his Who's way. Who's that in the front? Lou McCary? Yep. Aye. Why would they put Lou McCary on the because front? Because that's what they do. Right. Like, hold on. Sometimes you've just got to admit when you've been you've been caught red-handed. I've not. Scottish I've not football been today. Look at this thing. In what a magazine. Who else is in it? He's actually in it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there must have been short of content that week. But this bit isn't actually quite as, as dramatic. You've been asked to pick your ten favourite songs. Oh no, this would be good. <laughs> Go for it. Gaze that. I was big time back then, wasn't I? Oh, Come on, get this one. Who would want to know I'll what your favourite song is? I'll tell you what, there? I don't know what's on there, right? But if Dancing Queen Fab is not on there, that's Doctor. Right, what do you think? Joe Longthorn. No, 1993, chance. do you think you could name any of your favourite Lionel songs? Richie. No. Rhythm as a dancer. Number one, don't let the sun go down on me, Elton John. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Is George Michael on that as well? Uh, Number two, The Wonder of You, Elvis. Oh, that's my karaoke one. There you go. Number three, Kingston Town, UV40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine you uh, sitting with a beer listening to that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Number four, That's Life, Frank Sinatra. Oh, I like that one. We're getting to ones that are a bit less familiar to me, so you might need to sing right. them. Um, You're All That Matters To Me. Curtis Oh Hugh Who's Then marriage to me Oh yeah I've heard that Right okay Okay I know what that is Don't forget to remember me By the Bee Gees Don't forget to remember me The Love I Lost by Sybil Oh that's very hard Sybil It's a lot of love songs in there no John, get us some oh, this is on. my last night in the show. I'm uh, never doing this again. Sybil. Come on, give us another one. This one's you over the back, as we've just found out in the last five uh, minutes. Number eight, by the Eagles, Lying Eyes. <laughs> City Girls. Number nine, two out of three ain't bad. Meet oh, Liz. mate, that's my favourite. That should have been right up there in the charts. And the last. Who's the last one? Who sings it? Big Mullerville fan, he is. Number ten, Simply the Best. <laughs> 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 Here it is, in all its glory. That's 
a shocker. Oh. That, is, that is amazing. Oh. Well done, Roger. Is that the sniper's dream? Roger Hanna. You never want to see Roger Hanna turn up on your doorstep at nine o'clock in the morning unless I he's carrying a copy of Scottish Football Today. How sad is his life? Oh. How sad is it? No, way, do you know the thing is? So we, we were the team of detectives on this for, oh. for the last week. So people heard you on the show saying that you know you denied all this and all the rest of it. I still and think that's doctor. I, I believe that the actual author of the interview heard it <laughs> and said, oh, no, I, that is true, I wrote it and I've still got the magazine. Who's the author? I think it was Gordon Waddle, a well-known name <laughs> from... The boys, he supported Falker, yeah. big Gordon Waddle. Oh, that'll be why he stitched you up then. He is. I'm sure of it. There that's we go. great. Brilliant. Oh, so good, great detective. Right, hold on a minute. It's a great Do you honestly... Th- I, I, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I cannot believe you stitched me up like that. Is that still your favourite top ten of songs? Mm-hmm. Or have you, have you changed as you I, I, I would sort of move one or two out there. But they're so good. <laughs> Simple. good. <laughs> Simply best. <laughs> What one is this? Is this That's the love, the love I lost by Sybil. Aye. <laughs> I remember planning. This is disturbing <laughs> on a number of levels. Remember planning. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Turn this is off. one of your favourite songs, <laughs> circa '93. Oh, when you get, see, when you get to the fast bit, you're up the dance floor. <laughs> I bet. Do you know the thing is, I'm going to hang on to this because this is gold, right? See if we need, if we're ever uh, facing a quiet spell on the show. I can tell you the top ten favourite songs of. No, it's not just you. Jerry Craney, Duncan Shearer, Jim McAnally, Ian McCall, Stevie Kirk, David David Cooper's is in here. As well, oh. surely none oh. as embarrassing as that list that he's just served. What up. a list! This oh. is Paul Lambert, oh. with Ali Maxwell, Chris McCart, lots of motherwell players. Some in here. big names in there. That's great. <laughs> ah, you've done me like a kipper with this. There we go. Anyway, good time to get your calls in. We'll get back to the football. One four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you next. If you win the money on Make Me A Winner, you could buy Gordon DL <laughs> a new record collection, clearly. Um, it's £150,000. Abby be- bagged the cash, won a life-changing 145000 but now it's up to one hundred and fifty tomorrow when we make another call. If you do win, you'll have the cash in the bank straight away. Just imagine what you could do with it this weekend, Black Friday sales and all that, or maybe putting it to a really good cause. Uh, so text YES to 61025, do that right now, and you get five entries for the price of one. So text are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries cost £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition are online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away to win the £150,000. Text yes to 61025. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141 951 1025. I think everyone's still reeling from the interview we've just read with Gordon DL. Uh, George from Stirling called to say he was listening in the bath and almost drowned <laughs> listening to your top 10 <laughs> favourite songs. So there I was we go. enjoying my night with Wilson as well, and then all of a sudden. You deserve that. We've got heat coming your way. A bit of karma. <laughs> do we um, get a teaser, please? Oh, yes, we do. Let's get the question up and running. 
The Full Time Teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. I do not know the thought process here. This question that's been recommended to me tonight is far too difficult for you to. You just don't have the intellectual capacity, quite okay. frankly. This is a Roger Hanna special all day long. It's been sent in by the Crazy Pony, which tells you everything mm. you need to know. So, can't, I mean, honestly, I, I'll, if I need to give you kind of clues or, or whatever, make it a bit easier, I could potentially do that. But as it stands, can you name eight Scotland internationals who have been club teammates with a France player of over 90 caps? So that sounds a bit confusing, but I think once you get going... Right, he I'm, says famously. So, so eight Scotland internationals who've been teammates with any France player of 90 McTominay. plus caps. Show me your work in there. Probably Pogba or something. Pogba, like. well done. And well Rafa done. Varane for what it's worth. Yeah. So Scott McTominay's one. So we're looking for, like Scott McTominay, they're a Scotland international, former perhaps, but they've been a club teammate <laughs> of a French international who's got over 90 caps. So we're talking like Robert we're talking Liverpool. like big hitters there, really, aren't we? Robert St. Liverpool. But who? Which French... Players gone to Liverpool, 90, 90 plus caps is like elite, mm, yeah. elite level, right, isn't okay. it? McFadden, show me you're working. Oh, he scored against France. You're getting mixed up. I can see oh, where he's you're not done there. Where, why, he why, why would he be someday at Everton? Who? The this French stand. lad. <laughs> Again, this 90 stand. plus. Nah, 90's, 90's a lot. Eh? Uh, John Collins, surely. Monaco. <clears throat> It's a good guess, why not? Aye. Thierry Henry. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Aye. 123 caps. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? It's 122 me on me. Um, and for France, incidentally, as well. Uh, well. It's not quite the Carling Nations Cup or whatever it was. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. Big tournament. One more guess. Day. No. Um, can it Can it be someone like, say, like Thierry Henry, Monaco, John Collins? Can it be so- Thierry Henry, Arsenal? Yeah, if you can name the Scotsman. Yeah, right. So you can use him. Uh, but it, um, it's not. <coughs> no, but okay. <laughs> but I thought that was quite good. Okay. Well, <laughs> where were you going with uh, that? I don't know. Really. I think ra- a Scot. Uh, well, uh, Arsenal. In a, in a roundabout ter- way, me. right? Okay, in a roundabout way, um, there is another one who was a teammate of Paul Pogba. If that helps you, I'm not telling you which club, but it might be the same one that you've already mentioned. Anyway. Uh, okay, full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send your question and they do not need to be as difficult as that, but I do like it when a real bit of thought uh, goes into them. Matthew has steamed in with a stunning answer, I have to say, a really good one. Um, a top 10 from Dazzler where Sybil brought the love. He'd maybe now update it if push did come to shove. He'd swap out one for Elvis and have another record played. He denies he loves the Rangers, but he'd add in Penny Arcade, says Curious Creatures. <laughs> Fletcher at Man U's not one. Don't you change the subject right now. <laughs> Is he? Darren Fletcher, Patrice Evra. Uh, no. No. But, well, Darren Fletcher, yes, but Paul Pogba. Pogba. And Laurent Blanc. Oh, hi, Big Blanc. Right, okay, we'll get back to Let's bring in David Nisco Bright. How's it going, David? Hi there, panel. How are you doing? Not bad. What's your point tonight? The point is, I thought the guy, Dell, the last caller there about the Aberdeen stats is absolutely ridiculous, to be honest. But It was good the way he had Mark I mean, Wilson riled, though. I know, but the thing is, I love Mark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, thanks, David. Oh, Thank you. David. It's Mark's uncle, David. Uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm Mark's uncle, David. That's the one. <laughs> but um, no, what it is, is 
I just really want to go on the panel just to say he's listen, you're doing a cracking job. Gordon, yourself, Mark, Dazzler, have a nice Christmas and all the best in New Year. That's the only reason why to come on the panel. Is that the earliest so, Christmas which was so nice of him and he's caught me off guard because I was assuming there was a butt and I honestly thought there is stats here that proves that hearts play up to us, but I'm not going to go into that. No, do because I want to know where everyone's getting these running stats. <laughs> what are hearts running stats against listen, Celtic? Listen, put your put your phone on to Google, type it in. Do you know what I mean, Gordon? Right, okay, he the Googles. Guy, the, guy, the, guys come up, the guys come up with absolute nonsense. The end of the day, Celtic are better in possession with the ball, so hence why we've got more possession of the ball and this, that, and next thing. It's disgusting, but anyway. Do you know what's I, interesting, right? Do you know what? Mark something? Yeah, go on, go on, David, yeah, carry on. If, if Mark doesn't mind me asking, do you think that Matt O'Reilly will be here this time in six months' time for oh, Celtic? That is a good question. Uh, that is a good question. Um... Possibly not Right hold on let, let, let me just take David's Really good question But modify it slightly Because six months Is a bit random Right only takes mm. us up to okay. Oh well yeah so, Will it be here the At the start transfer. of next season Yeah I think there's a Good chance that it'll go And I say that because Celtic not back A substantial bid Ten. This summer million. Ten million pounds Now he's a full international And in the back of the six months He's had for his summer to now um, You see him getting better I just think someone Will recognise that I think people would have already recognised that and have them in their plans for next year. And it'll take a big bid. I think it'll be a lot of money, but my fear is Matt Riley won't be at Celtic at the start of next season. Long contract, now a Denmark international. Mm-hmm. If it is going to be, then you know Celtic are in a good position to get a good fee. We, we do this all the time, Gordon. Some people hear this discussion and they go, ah, listen to them, trying to get rid of our best players when quite clearly it's just a compliment. They have to be good before you can... Do that, Stephen. Um, David's a Celtic fan. He's the one that's can ask the question. He's obviously asked it because he's fearful that that could happen because he's arguably the yeah. best player in the league this uh, season. <clears throat> and it is a compliment. There's no doubt in that. It's a compliment to Brendan Rodgers as well. I think that since Brendan Rodgers comes in and tweaked that position for him, he's become such a better, better player. Um, the way he's playing. Uh, international now That's always got to get recognised There's no doubt If he keeps doing what he's doing um, Sorry for Celtic fans I don't think he'll be there next year mm. Take it Is he the standout performer so far this season? David? So far without doubt Let's be honest He is He's absolutely magnificent um, Also he his with injuries and, But again That's another one that I think might go It's Hattati But Matt Arelli is my main concern, to be honest. Up front, I don't know so much about Van uh, Hoydonk's boy, to be honest. I don't know if that's a great... Oh, yeah, I've seen these rumours certainly doing the rounds. Know, it's funny that, that you know David mentions Rio Hitati, maybe just a prime example of the unpredictable bit of football. I think going into this season, people would have had Rio Hitati down as Celtic's main midfielder, yeah. biggest Possibly your biggest asset Maybe, yeah, the, next, maybe asset. the next one to go Not to say that he's definitely not But the first couple of games Brendan Rodgers wasn't fancying it Did come back in Then you've got an injury all of a sudden And you're, you know, you kind of miss Quite a sizeable chunk I think, of games I yeah, think Hitati's found it difficult To adjust to a new manager Which is completely understandable Because uh, different players um, Take to different managers uh, You know, differently all the time so Hitati maybe took a wee bit of time to get going and when he eventually did get going, of course, the injury disrupts him. So it puts him, you know, sets him back. But O'Reilly has embraced it. And I think when a midfielder like O'Reilly starts adding plenty of goals to his games, that's when people down south start 
paying full attention and I think that's why there'll be a danger that somebody will bid big for him next you wonder, summer. You wonder this, with the Celtic fan, I know that Hattati, he, he's a terrific player and obviously had his injuries and, and taking time this season. You wonder if they had a choice, who would they rather lose, a Royal or a Hattati? You just pose all the big questions, don't you? I like it. Mm. Um, thanks to... David, uh, for calling us tonight. Terrible question. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm just so fascinated by these running stats. I want to know. If I, know. I, want, I want to know if there's another <clears throat> hidden conspiracy in there that we didn't know about. Like, did you know St Johnston run more against Livingston than they do against any other team Aye. in the league? Five seasons in a row. It's, and look at it. It proves. It proves that they hate Livingston. Aye. See, you could you could work it out. The running stats quite simple for me is you look at. See, we're playing against Celtic. Are you going to press them high up the pitch? Are you going to drop off? Are you playing against Rangers? How's your tactics? Where are you going to close them? Also, I think there was a good point there. When you play against Celtic, who's been the best team for so many years with the players they had, you've got to do more running, chasing the ball. But I think what you'll find, and you're not new to the show, there are loads of theories in Scottish football mm. and what it means, what it kind of leads to is what people think proof means is sometimes a little bit loose. The definition of proof can be used um, um, a bit in interestingly on this show from time to time. Maybe this is one of those examples. As soon as something's put on Twitter, people um, just take no, that as mean, proof. No, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, like, yeah. what, you know, that it could still be true that running stats are ah, But what does it mean? Of yeah, course, that's I, that's I, but kind of uh, people need to be uh, careful what they read and believe when um, it's put out there. Okay, anyway, one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number we need. Let's hear from Stuart Kettlewell, shall we? Because he was asked today whether he would like to sign Kevin Van Veen. Who wouldn't? Um, he accepts the final financial reality would make that a bit uh, difficult. He is unsettled on and off the park at Groningen at the moment. So here's what Stuart Kettlewell had to say. Would I want a top quality striker at the football club? Of course you would. Of course you would. Somebody that's last act in the Scottish game was to score his 29th goal, then you would love that person at your football club. I make no secrets about that. I think everybody would love to see him back in the Scottish game. Um, but in simple terms, all of this comes down to money. Again, you know, um, if there was an option there, then there would be a lot to talk about in terms of what the financial package would look like and whether Motherwell could, could afford that. Um, you'd love to see that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, you'd be driving up the road, belt out simply the best. Oh yeah, well, well, simply the, the best. Back of your strip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, <laughs> Tina, turn on one corner and well, well, another one. Um, yeah, I think every mother will family would love to see that. Um, whether it's possible financially, as the mother will manager said there, when you're struggling to score goals, when you're losing games. And you're shipping them at the other end. You need something to bail your, bail your team out. And uh, Van Veen, who was last season was absolutely brilliant, brilliant. But is it financially viable to bring him back? That's a big question mark. Uh, let's bring in Stephen in Kirkintilloch. Should any other teams in Scotland be on alert, Stephen? If Motherwell can't afford it. 100% guys Thanks very much for taking my call And I wish you a happy Christmas when it comes Wow, this okay. is it This is early Surely. This, this, oh, That's good. it started now That's it started Carry on Steve um, uh, I actually believed that Celtic should have signed Van Veen last summer For the simple reason um, Not many we, We've seen the debacle with Giamakis No one to play second fiddle <laughs> Now I believe if you offered Kevin Van Veen a two year deal at Celtic you probably get him on a uh, comparable transfer fee. He would probably be happy to play 
second fiddle because of his age and he's moving to a bigger club, right? And he's probably going to play in Europe and he's going to win trophies. I think it's a really no-lose situation for the likes of Celtic. And for one, I'm totally... I can't believe that either Celtic or Rangers never looked at this guy last year. 29 goals, playing for Motherwell, and no disrespect to Motherwell in any way. But if a guy can score 29 goals, right, and he's working really, really hard, what would he do? A team that creates probably two or three times more chances... For me, I think it's a, a, a no-brainer. And, and putting him in comparison to Lauren Shanklin for about maybe three or four million, Van Veem every day of the week, honestly. Proven striker, and he would give Celtic a dimension that we've not had for a number of years, a target man, because I don't know what the stats are about Celtic winning headers at corners, but they must be really, really low, because in the last year that I've watched them, I don't see many things happening at corners. And as I say, I think um, I think the guy's worth a shout. And I, I, if he's happy to come back here, I think he would play at Celtic well. And I think he would fit into the playing second fiddle, coming on 30 minutes into every game, or 30 minutes, last 30 minutes of the game. I think he'd be a great shout, honestly. Genuinely Mark, do it. Yeah, Mark, yeah. So, look, there's all... He's... He's... Um, <laughs> Had a bit of a dispute with the Groningen manager. He's not started in the last five, but he had actually scored five goals in seven games or something before that. So it's not like form related. I think there's personal um, issues which mean a move back to Scotland might be something that, that's kind of favourable. Um, what do you think? I think he'll do well if he, if he lands at Celtic. Um, I think Celtic would be a step too much for him. I get I get the point that Stephen's making that he was scoring goals in a Motherwell side that wasn't creating much and a lot of the goals he scored kind of created by himself a lot of the time you know just a flash of brilliance um, again as a target man by the way just just on that not not that, that I'm not saying yes or no for Celtic or whoever but you wouldn't pigeonhole him as a target man. I was going to say that. I was technically yeah. unbelievable. I was going to say it wouldn't. It wouldn't strike me as someone that would win flick-ons and at corner kicks. He'd be your your main man. I, I thought it was more a a player like I was just saying there that he could spark something out of nothing. He would pull the ball out there. He had great first touch. I just think he's he's that wee bit too old. He's that he's not as mobile as Brendan Rodgers would like to play up front. Mm. I feel like obviously I'm going to stick up for Kevin Van Veen. I, I bet he's more mobile than you think he is. And Probably. Again, I, I'm not, Probably say, is. I'm not yeah. saying he's good enough and Celtic should sign him. But just on these specific points, I, I, I think he's actually more mobile than... I think he's very mobile, actually. But um, he is 32, Gordon. Look, he, he's gone to Groningen in the summer. for If it is somebody mm. in Scotland, anybody... Could it just be that quick fix, you know, or a, a kind of an, an option between now and the end I of think, the season? I think if like that? clubs were sitting and were given the opportunity financially they could afford it outside Celtic Rangers just now and I, I hear that argument and it's very difficult to to go against it but it's just not the way Celtic are going about their business um, Mark's right sometimes it, it's a bit more difficult to pitch up and come on off the bench and score again, uh, with Celtic than it is with Motherwell's Aberdeen's Hearts for instance but going back to that a team like Hearts uh, a team like Hibs I think he would do an absolute fantastic job I'd love to see him back at Fur Park I think there's goals in him uh, and I think he would give everybody a lift in Munro I think the thing as well if you go to Celtic remember you're playing a totally different style against a different setup 
than what you would be at Motherwell. So like we're saying about Van Veen's goals, some of them were a bits of magic that he would just, he was up there himself almost mm-hmm. and wasn't it like there was a, a block of five in front of him. When you're playing for Celtic and Rangers, quite often teams sit in, it's quite stuffy, so you your think movement it, has to be so really sharp the, and quick. In the comparison that Stephen makes, Shanklin's more of like a chance taker, he's yeah. more like someone that would benefit from the number of chances Celtic created I think Shanklin's more a penalty box striker who who just plays with instinct and scores mm. I think Van Veen a terrific player he is is more a he's your main man he's the guy that makes things happen and by the way I think he liked that at Motherwell I think he you know he really embraced that role that he was the one that everybody looked to and that's where he got success from mm. when he goes to Celtic if he did go to Celtic he'd be playing second or third fiddle how would he adapt to that would he like that it's a different ball game. Yeah, Stephen thinks he'd be all right with it. Thanks to Stephen. Uh, just very quickly on on loosely on that topic, because Stephen did that thing that everybody does really as a football fan. So, you know, we, we don't do enough for corners. Get you know, in terms, get the ball in the boxes. There's no big guy in there that can hit it. Have you seen that v- clip that's gone viral from Luke Williams, the Notts County manager? No. And it is brilliant because it just blows apart that kind of like tunnel vision, narrow-minded thinking we all do as as football fans and pundits and whatever. Um, I, I don't know the background. I think it's some sort of fans forum, maybe that he's speaking at um, and talking about, you know, getting corners into the box and why why do Notts County always take short corners? And he just explains it that they have the. He says that they're the best corner takers. The stats show they're up there with the best corner takers in English football because they always take them short. He says one in four. Short corners that, that his team takes ends up with a shot on goal, which is way, 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 way higher than if you just lump the ball into the box. But because we've worked it out to the edge of the box, then out to the other side, then back, then we get a shot. You think it's from open play, but it's not. It's from a corner, and we worked. And by the end of it, the fans or whoever's watching are in the palm of his hand because like he's that. totally explained. Is he's explained it all um, as to as to why they do that? That's anyway, great. I like that. A, you should check it you, out if you, you can. You would just. What would your answer be? You just refuse to what? believe the evidence. Put it in the mixer. <laughs> That's your <laughs> In the mixer. Yeah. Put it in the mixer and get Sybil on in the way out of the road. Uh, right, what about the question? Can you name eight Scotland internationals who've been teammates with any France player with more than 90 caps? I know it sounds confusing, but Darren Fletcher has been with Laurent Blanc, Paul Pogba. Scott McTominay has been with Paul Pogba, Rafa Varane. Uh, John Collins was with Thierry Henry at Monaco. They do get considerably harder. Um, Duncan Fergus? No, 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 no. What? A Who did boy at play for Portsmouth? Is nope. there any of them? No. Boyd? George Boyd? No. Oh, that's good. Aye. <laughs> Alan Hutton. What's, what English clubs, apart from Arsenal, have had a lot of French players, would you say? <clears throat> oh, that's not the response I was hoping no, for. I thought you'd be able to name one. Chelsea? Yes, okay. Okay. Any Scotland internationals that have been at Chelsea? Yes, Olivier Giroud. Oh, aye. Mm. 125 caps for him. I was going to say John Spencer there, but it's a mm-hmm. bit earlier. Well, do you know what? You wouldn't... George Be- oh, Desai. No. Did he catch him? Right, no. But there is somebody... That there's somebody else who's a teammate. There are two, actually, that have been teammates of Desai. I don't think you'll get one of them, because that's, that's tough. I didn't even... I can't really remember him being at Chelsea. What about another Scotland international sort of, of your era who maybe went to France? Daz is here. Yeah. Mo Johnson. In. Yes. Aye. Marseille. There we go. Mm. Uh, Nonce. Nonce. Played with Desailly and Deschamps. Really? There we go. Oh, that's a good CV. We'll get the rest of the answers next. 
Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson They are trying their best to come up with the answers to this teaser and it is a cracker Thanks to the Crazy Pony for sending it in and thanks to the good folks at Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Bride for helping out with the questions as well So that's the aim of the game if you've never heard it You send the question in and we try and get the pundits to come up with the answers uh, towards the end of the sh- show Why Why at the break have you changed into your golf wa- waterproofs? You look like you're just to head out on the first tee at Lanark what, what is going on here? I've heard the weather's not too good outside And it's a bit cold in here I've got this. <laughs> He's complained I'll show how cold he is oh, He's freezing And he's put his jacket on for the last 10 minutes Oh incredible Right anyway um, <laughs> Your teaser tonight Can you name 8 Scots who've been Teammates with any France player who's got over 90 caps? There's a good question. Like Mo Johnson was a teammate of Desai and Deschamps. Uh, Darren Fletcher with Laurent Blanc and Pogba. Scott McTominay, Rafa Varane and Pogba. Billy Gilmore was a teammate of Olivier Giroud at Chelsea. John Collins was with Thierry Henry at Monaco, which means you've got three to get and they are really, really tough. Much better goalie in there. I've got Do you know there actually is a goalie in there? God, you say that every night, but there is. Michael Stewart. Man United and Take a bow Ed Blanc Laurent Blanc Yeah That is correct You know Michael Stewart Michael Stewart Teammate of Laurent Blanc Uh, They just had to have Like been in a squad With him I think Something like that Was the Was the caveat But anyway You've got it right Michael Stewart Two to get There's a goalie in there Yeah really Mm. tough I'd be Jim Layton Tough No Manchester United Who else It's not actually It is not Goalkeepers it is not, it is not. Uh, How far back are we going? Uh, yeah, we're going back um, sort of 90s, yeah, 90s touching 2000s with one of them, I think. Okay. The goalie? Uh, yeah. It's the 90s. Looking into the 2000s, early 2000s, would have saying? played for Scotland. The Scotland oh, the goalkeeper? Aye. Uh, he was in, in that sense. He in played in, he played, wow. yeah. in and he that, played, he played in England. Is that acceptable football speak? Yeah, yeah. Like, in nets. Yeah. That's the way we speak it. That's all. Uh, that's exactly. I'll bet it is. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> in nets. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure I'm having that actually. I know. It sounded terrible, didn't it? Yeah. I think I think he played in England. Yeah. The goalkeeper. Yes. Neil Sullivan. Yes. <laughs> yes. How'd you get that? Because I, I just know my. Neil Sullivan teammate of Marcel Desailly yeah. at Chelsea Chelsea, Chelsea. Aye. Right, you'll never get the last one so we'll just leave it for now uh, what else should we discuss ahead of the weekend which I mean it, like, it's, it's Friday we do the full in-depth preview tomorrow but you two get the preview of the preview what other fixtures that are out there tickles your fancy we know I mean it's been proven beyond all reasonable doubt that Aberdeen will definitely try harder <laughs> against Rangers we've covered that off we know that Motherwell go to Celtic Park, which will be just great, I'm sure. Um, what else? Well, what about St Mirren at home to, to Levy? After what happened, um, the last game they played, 4-0 away to Dundee. They were having such a good season, but their home form has been their strongest point. They're up against a Levy team who are really struggling. So a big game for Stephen Robertson to get things back in track. You've got to fancy them there because Levy... I said, struggling badly this year. The return of Craig Levine to Towncastle. Cracker, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I wonder what. I hope he just says something. I, bet, I wonder mad. what. 
what sort of reception he'll get from the Hearts fans? Yeah, good overall, surely. Yeah, he should, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think he left in the best terms, did he? I think he came in for a real bit of criticism. But Craig, them, Craig was a terrific player for them. Uh, but only obviously managed them as well, director of football, whatever you want to call it. Uh, got off to a great start with St Johnston. That'll be a difficult one. Mm. And then up in Dingwall, Derek Adams back, as was saying, a third spell back at the club. I've had that many times. And and the Premiership, but... Oh, it's a, a manager for, there for three for times. Another quiz question. Yeah, but mm. he always seems to do quite well there. Coming off the back of a decent stint down south, really needs to get things going quickly up in Dingwall. But it's a hard one uh, against. Well, Kilmarnock don't travel well, but Derek McKinnis got a good squad. So and Daz mentioned it, Scottish Cup. Look at the ties. Thistle at home to Queens Park. It's hope, a tough one. I really hope Thistle win. <laughs> well, get that magazine back out again. I, lo I love the Jags. Loves uh, the thistle, this yeah, guy. I'll tell you, a good game tomorrow night in Fife as well. Don't fit him on the red throw. Oh, you got up? No, I'm out tomorrow. Oh? I'm like, oh. Sounds mysterious. Yeah, I'm in. I'm at a lunch tomorrow. It's the start of the festive. We're on on Saturday, remember? I know. I'll be, I'll be very well Ooh. behaved. I think I'll be taking the car anyway. Ah, good on you. <laughs> and leaving it in town. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it Saturday. Leaving it in Ayrshire where your lunch is. Uh, mm. Well done, right. You've got one more to get in the teaser. Can you name the other Scott who's been a teammate um, of a France player with 90 plus caps? Do you know what I think? Do you know where I've maybe... No, in fact, I'm not taking any blame for this because it wouldn't have made any difference, right? It would not. Um, but... There may be a wee word in there that I misspoke Ooh. earlier. Um, he doesn't have a Scotland cap. He's just he's Scottish, but he doesn't have a Scotland <laughs> cap. All right, he's got, uh, he's got under twenty-one caps and stuff. So you know he's, he's Scottish for in in wait, wait, every, yeah, every wait, which era. way nineties. Um, he got his Scotland twenty-one caps in the mid nineties. He played for Arsenal. So he was a teammate of Patrick Vieira's at Arsenal. One hundred and seven caps for Patrick Vieira. Initials Famous for Playing I think One game For Celtic Was it one I think it was one Mark Fotheringham No Give us initials SM Simon oh, Stuart I'm gonna say. Stuart Marshall Stuart Marshall Was that Stuart Marshall oh, Name Come on SM. Come on Stuart right, You've got the right surname Do we really need to Marshall <laughs> Stephen Scott Scott Marshall! <laughs> <laughs> Hi! We were getting there, uh, That was the worst end Marshall, Marshall. That's right. Uh, there we go. Thank you, Gordon and Mark. Back tomorrow at six o'clock. Good to check in with Hugh Keevens at the end of a long week. And you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>